0: Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, a.k.a. Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury-level, high-performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Michael Zah. He's the CEO at Affinity Wealth Management, where they focus on helping small business and corporate executives make better choices with their money. I have Abby McCluskey. She's a certified financial planner, helping people live a most fulfilled life. And I have Philip Tate. He is a communications consultant doing brand building, strategic communications, and marketing based in Charlotte, North Carolina. The question I have, when you are in a position of power, how do you get a subordinate to tell you a difficult truth? Philip, you offered to kick lead off. Go ahead.
1: To me, this sounds like the ultimate communications question. I mean, to me, you've got to have, hopefully you've created an environment uh, that encourages kind of open and honest dialogue and ongoing communication. But if faced with something like this, I think a couple of key things come to mind. You want to ask open-ended questions. You don't want to ask leading questions or yes, no questions. You want to be an active listener uh, when you get into that back and forth. So hopefully you're getting authentic and and honest dialogue with that person. And then in, in communication audits that I do for clients, and I do quite a bit of that, I think it's very important that you can provide some anonymity and confidentiality to the person that you're talking with on whatever the difficult topic is so that you're getting, uh, like I said, authentic, good, honest feedback, uh, and they know that it will be protected.
2: I think all all of those are great points with the communication. Uh, I know in my experience, it's building the relationship beforehand, laying that groundwork not expecting um to ask someone who works for you to come in the office and just tell you well oh, this wasn't a great part or this was they have to feel comfortable with that too and that's not just a hey i want to ask you a quick question that's really kind of building that relationship with your your team the people who work for you and um, the people that you work for so it's a, it's an ongoing process i would say mm-hmm. it's also receiving the information well so if you ask something and you don't receive it well, you might disagree with it and that's okay, but no one's, they're going to feel that door is shut then that you don't really, they don't really want your opinion. They're just asking because they feel like they need to check a box off. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Yeah. I think all those points are great. I think this is something that in my career, I've, I hopefully have grown the most in because probably when I was in my twenties and thirties, managing people, I probably wasn't nearly at, or leading people, I wasn't probably nearly as good at this you tend to get very defensive and all those other things i think the key one of the key things we talk about trust we talk about communication but it's also compassion Mm. i think that when you build these relationships the person who's in who's in charge if you don't care about the people below you they might not be as honest with you because they're they're a fear of repercussions so you have to be able to take it you have to be able to give it but it, it has to be from a place where people know that you care so the hope is is that if you're compassionate with giving feedback, going to your, uh, your subordinates. The subordinates care about you enough to give you the feedback kind of coming back to you.
0: It sounds like we're talking about creating psychological safety beforehand. Like you have to have that foundation in existence before it's going to happen.
1: Well, I think to pick up on, on, on Michael's point, I mean, as the leader, you need to set a good example. You, If you want your subordinates to be open with you, you need to be open with them. Uh, and they need to see that that you're practicing what you preach. And it's all about that, creating that culture of trust, openness uh, in your work environment. And it does take time. It's not something that happens overnight. And, and to Abby's point, it's hopefully something you're doing in an ongoing basis so that when you do have that difficult conversation, wherever it originated, it's not coming from a a place of surprise.
0: I want to go back to Abby's point too. She talked about how you receive it, because what I see a lot of time in organizations where um, subordinates will hide bad news for as long as they can, Until it explodes and there's nothing they can do about it, and that's all based about around how you as a leader receive them coming to you, going, "We don't know what to do."
2: Yeah, I think that there's a a lot of truth to that, and it's in figuring out how people want to give you that information. I'm not someone who likes to give feedback in a conference room, Mm -hmm. because I'd rather if it's negative, I don't ever want it to come off as I'm saying this in front of the whole group. So I think it's also knowing the subordinates whose opinions that you're you feel they kind of got their finger on the pulse of what's what's going on that. you mentioned, Philip, kind of an open door policy that you're able, they're able to give you the information, maybe not the second and the way that you want it. Because I know I take a while to think about things. Well, I said that, did I really mean it this way or that way? And then an hour later, I might have a eureka moment. So it's nice to be able to have that open door and be able to communicate that way.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, timing, a lot of times goes over how things come out and what the ultimate results are. A lot of times when the plug Dr. Robbins course on uh, communication, that green versus yellow versus red in both the giver of feedback and the receiver of feedback, if those things are misaligned, sometimes a, a very potential positive uh, outcome could potentially go the wrong way.
0: Oh, that's a good point. So, And I think as a leader, it's your responsibility to put yourself in a position. If you have a subordinate coming to you trying to talk to you about a difficult thing, you need to be the grown-up and manage your emotions to kind of help them do that as effectively as possible.
1: Well, I think I think one of the things you talk about, we've talked around it here, thank them for their honesty. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, especially if the news is bad. You want to be sure to thank them uh, as a subordinate or someone down the organizational chart for coming to you, show them you appreciate their honesty and their bravery in some cases, and that you really do value their input.
0: That makes me realize as children, we're taught not to tattle. And I wonder if it, that, that kind of spills over into adult life where we just kind of keep stuff to ourselves. So we have to teach our subordinates how to have those kind of conversations effectively. And I also
3: think that we try to determine what is something that you need to give someone feedback on like is it a mountain is it a something smaller is it uh, i think a lot of times we as individuals we struggle with that so we let a lot of things ultimately build up and this is when those conversations go poorly mm-hmm. is then you have the plethora of minor razor cuts that have been bothering you for a really really long time
0: exactly it's the volcano method to conflict resolution <laughs> push it down till it explodes abby you were going to say something uh,
2: to uh, what Mike said, and it's also separating the facts from the emotion. So if you're talking to a leader about something they've done, was it something that just really made you mad, or is there some truth to it and how things should go moving forward? And it's not always easy to separate those in the heat of the moment. Is it me, or is it is there something like within the organization where maybe we need to make a change, or there's something negative that's happening? And and I think having the maturity to decipher that is important and and taking the time to kind of maybe even list it out, write it down. And before you come to somebody with something that might be negative, you
0: need to, how does this impact the firm? How does this impact your work going forward? And yeah. your employers are going to know how you see, they're going to see how you treat other people and respond to that. I'm sorry, Mike, I cut you off.
3: No, it's okay. I think one of the things that that's helped me over time is when I'm, when I'm getting feedback from somebody, A, asking a lot of questions about that feedback so you can dig to what the truth is. But then also we all create stories in our head, right? Mm-hmm. I create stories. So you need to kind of say, okay, what's the story in the head that's coming with if the feedback's valid or invalid? And you have to make determination, is it true? Is the story that, that person is telling themselves and you're telling yourself, is that true? And if it is, what's what's the uh remedy, ramifications or next steps in order to uh smooth things over or or fix whatever's going on.
2: I know if I come to Mike with something, he asks a thousand questions. So that's helped me where, all right, if there's some, if there's an issue and I need to bring it to him, I know he's going to ask a hundred questions and I need to have not every answer, but be prepared to frame it in such a way. And, And that's important too, because that helps me. Is this really an issue? It really, if you know someone's not just going to say, oh, okay, thank you for that feedback. or say, well, why do you think this happened? How can we change this? What would you have done differently? Then it really helps you line things up and realize, is this something, like you said, we we're taught not to tell. Like, are you tattling on something insignificant? Or, but if you know you're going to be asked follow up questions, it really makes you think, is this significant? And is it going to affect performance or, or what is it going to affect your impact moving forward?
1: Mm. Robin, and, I would also say there was a pivot point in my career when I realized the thing to do when you're trying to deliver feedback or take feedback is go to someone, not just with the problem, but maybe with some potential solutions mm. that creates more of a dialogue and it doesn't look like you're just going in to bitch and moan about things that aren't going your way. To kind of sum it up be a good listener, ask those open-ended questions like like Michael does, and then hopefully you're setting a good example.
0: And I, I think as leaders, we need to be aware that we might be seen as intimidating, and we are responsible for making sure that our employees or the subordinates we have are able to come to us, and that's our job as leaders to be aware of that. So thank you so much for having this conversation with me, and I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.